0: One of the things that you're big on um i've heard you talk about is empathy why is that so important uh for people to have when entering the field i again i'm not an expert on this but from my understanding of empathy it means your ability to imagine what it's like to walk in another person's shoe to feel what they feel to think what they think and that's a very useful trait because what we're doing is especially in the user experience design business model and and that field What you have to do is you have to be able to not be yourself for the day or the moment and think about what the other person is going through because you're going to solve their problem and not your problem. This is what's inherently different, in my opinion, between artists and designers. Artists are solving problems that they define and they're looking to share their perspective with the world. That's what they're trying to do. They're sharing their own perspective, whereas designers theoretically are trying to solve problems for other people. And we say this all the time right we're problem solvers we're problem solvers yeah and so when when you meet a client you have to be honest with yourself (laughs) and say whose problem are you really solving today and right now are you really trying to solve what they ask for like say for example they're really into roman classical design and they want to use serif type faces with a certain kind of vintage old school look and you're all about swiss modern and so what happens and now you have conflict because you're thinking, well, aesthetically, this is the way to go. This is modern. This is going to be last forever. Why do the clients have such bad taste? Why are they always making these dumb changes to make me do stupid work? Right. Well, really then, you're imposing your set of standards and aesthetics onto another person, another company, and you also want to get paid, and that's the rub. It's like, who are you working for? You have to get that straight. Most people think they have client problems. I don't think you have client problems at all. Clients have designer problems, and I want to teach designers how to figure that out so that they can prescribe their own solution. Once you get out of your own way and you can able to empathize and understand what the other person is trying to do. So here's the classic argument. This is a real world story here. Okay. Yep. There was a very successful line of fast casual restaurants here in, in California. One of my friends was invited to redesign their entire identity system for all the restaurants, and they're very successful. They're former USC graduates, business school graduates, okay? He goes in, and two of the three partners are gung-ho to hire him, and he makes a report. He says, you know, I've, I've been staking out through different locations. You apply your logos differently. It's a little bit of a visual kind of cluster F. I think what we need to do is change it, and we could have this kind of vibe to it. Everybody's nodding, nodding, except for one person one of the senior partners he's nodding and he's not nodding he looks at aaron my friend and he says hey are you telling me right now if you change our logo we're going to get more business and it caught him off guard because we're not usually asked that kind of question or held accountable for the design decisions that we make and he said you know to be honest i do not know i cannot say that it's going to do that so they're super successful doing whatever it is that they're doing so a designer comes in and says, I'm going to solve my own problem, which is I have OCD. I need everything to be same and to be consistent across the board from store to store. Right. But if anything, if they change their identity, if they change anything without having an informed business perspective, they run the risk of people saying, did they get bought out? What happened? Right. What's going on here? And now it's going to be a mess. And now they're going to lose sales. So you have to be very, very careful about bringing your own lens into the world and trying to look at a business problem and pretend you're actually solving a business problem. This is where he could have easily said, you know what? You were right. I went down this path. I got caught up because this is how you guys approach me to talk about design. Really? What is the business problem we're trying to solve right now? Oh, we don't have as much customer traffic here at night because we mostly cater to business people. So after five o'clock, it's like a ghost town in here. Well, let's solve that problem. That's right. a problem we're solving. Yeah, right. See, so that's the difference there between somebody who has empathy and understanding might feel what the other person feels to understand their problem. And when you can do that, you're going to see some fundamental things happen. You can see it almost immediately. First of all, what happens is what Blair ends refers to as the flip, where at the point in the conversation where the clients stop talking and they lean in and they're listening on the edge of their seats to what you have to say. Wouldn't we all like that flip to happen? Absolutely. Or now... The spotlight's on us, and everybody's like the business people, the people with money are going to listen to us. Second, you're going to see the tasks that you're asked to do to to become much more complicated, much harder to solve, but you're also going to see a rise that's equal to the level of work that you're doing in terms of pay. You're going to make more money because you're solving bigger problems that fewer people have the wherewithal to even to find out about.